Please listen carefully. Hello, and welcome to Caveat Realtor with Virginia Realtors, where we discuss the real issues that Realtors face. I'm Laura Farley. And I'm John Haley. Remember, Caveat Realtor is meant to provide general legal information. The information, forms, and laws referenced in this episode are accurate as of the date this episode is first released. Nothing we discuss should be considered as legal representation or legal advice. Hi, John. Hey, Laura. Do you know what my favorite phrase is? Um, does it involve doggies? Or I don't know. I do love I do love puppies. Yeah, that's that's really what I was going for there. Oh wait, perhaps the title of this episode gives me a hint. I, I would hope so. And how long have you been working here Could now? Could it be? It depends. That is my favorite legal response. Ding ding ding. All right, and that's foreshadowing for later in the episode too. It really is. So I think by now our listeners know that we'd love to say it depends. If you didn't know beforehand, then that intro pretty much gave it away. Hopefully. When we're asked questions. Uh, and there are a few things those two little words don't apply to, though. Very, very few. We really can make that fit almost any situation. I mean, I've had people come up to me and say, let me see if I can give you a question that doesn't have it depends. And I've found a way to include it depends. Right. So... Does the agent have to disclose material adverse facts pertaining to the physical condition of the property? Another phrase we all say in our sleeps now? It depends on, on whether the agent had actual knowledge. So see, it works. Yeah, it Pretty does. Pretty much everywhere it works. Yes. So we frequently get questions about what disclosures need to be provided in what situations. Thought it might be a good idea to break it all down in different disclosures and then the exemptions that might apply so that you can hear about when it depends. Right. So first, let's talk about the Residential Property Disclosure Act. Now, this is the law, as I'm sure you know, that requires a seller to provide a list of things that are essentially disclaimers, and then four affirmative disclosures if that situation applies to that particular property. The Residential Property Disclosure Act requires sellers of residential, so that's one to four dwelling units, to provide the required disclosure. This means that if it's on raw land with no dwelling, the RPDA doesn't apply. So that's our first exemption. Mm -hmm. Now let's look at the others. Okay. So first is transfers required by court order. That's for things like estate sales, uh, foreclosures, bankruptcy, uh, eminent domain, and specific performance. Then there are transfers to a beneficiary of a deed of trust pursuant to a foreclosure or deed in lieu of foreclosure. This doesn't require a court order, which is what makes it slightly different than that first exemption. The third exemption is a transfer made by a fiduciary in administration of an estate, guardianship, conservatorship, or trust. Again, this doesn't require a court order, just the administration of an estate. All right, then we have transfers between co-owners. And this makes sense. The person who is a co-owner likely already knows about the issues that would be disclosed as part of the RPDA. Right. And so a similar, in that vein, similar exemption is between spouses or to one or more persons the owner is directly related to. This means child or parent, but not sibling. So if I were to transfer my property to my child, I would be exempt from the RPDA, but not if I were to transfer it to my brother. And why would you transfer it to your brother? I mean, now that you have a son, it seems like you would want to give it to, to the baby. And It'd also be weird because I'm an only child. So who is this guy calling himself my brother? That's a whole separate <laughs> issue. We could talk about that for a while. Okay. Uh, the next is transfers between spouses resulting from a divorce decree or property settlement. Then we have transfers made as a result of a sale because the owner has not paid federal, state, or local taxes. Seems like they might have some bigger issues there. Yeah, that, the RPDA should be the least of your worries at that point, yeah. I think. Transfers to a governmental or quasi-governmental agency are also exempted. So this would be if a house was a property was sold to a housing authority or something like that. Right. So the final exemption is for the first sale of a dwelling. 
This typically means by the builder to the first owner. But if the owner built the property him or herself, it could be years or even decades before that first sale happens. All right, so that's it for the residential property disclosure statement. And now let's move on to the next Virginia-specific topic that we want to talk about, common interest communities. And those are either condos or HOAs. Right. Now, if you're selling a property subject to the POA or Condo Acts, you must provide a contract disclosure and an association disclosure packet. Failure to do so gives the buyer a right to terminate the contract. But there are five exemptions for the POA and Condo Acts. The first one is if the property is transferred as a gift, and that means that no money is exchanged, and I would like to meet that person and become their best friend so that maybe I get gifted a house. Well, it depends on what kind of house it is, right? That's true. Yeah, so you don't want to be stuck with an albatross of a house. No, but I would certainly not say no to a gift of a lovely beach or lake or river house, brand new. Right, so uh, any of our loyal listeners have an extra one of those laying around Val Laurel. I'll take that off your hands. Right. Then there's transfers pursuant to a court order, if, if, the court order directs that no packet is needed. All right, so that's an exception within an exception. It's the inception of exceptions. The exception inception. There you go. That's very difficult to say. That is. Uh, All right, I really like that. Next, we have transfers under a foreclosure or deed in lieu of foreclosure. So again, that was the same as what was under the RPDA. Right. Fourth is if the property is sold at auction and the packet was made available to the buyer as part of the auction packet before the sale. So the buyer's still getting the packet. It's just not incumbent upon you as a seller to be the one who gives it to them after the sale's done. Right. You give it to them when you put it in the, the auction packet. Right. And then the final one is if the buyer is not purchasing the property as his own residence or a lot to build his own residence, then the packet is not needed unless requested by the buyer. So that's really important to be aware of if you're representing a buyer who is not going to have it as their primary residence, then you need to make sure that you ask for that document. Right. Okay, so the final set of disclosures that we want to talk about today is lead-based paint. And there are four exemptions to when the lead-based paint disclosure is needed. So first, as a reminder, the lead-based paint disclosure is required for any house constructed prior to 1978, except if the housing is for elderly or disabled individuals unless a child under six will live there and for zero-bedroom units. So that's a couple of exceptions there. Right, and a zero-bedroom unit would basically be a studio. Right. Uh, So the first official exception is when the property is sold at foreclosure. Then leases where the property has been found to be lead-free by a certified inspector. Next, we have short-term leases for less than 100 days that cannot be renewed. So like a vacation house type of situation. Can you imagine if our vacation rental people had to provide the lead-based paint form for every one-week rental? And the legal hotline would be hopping at that point. It would be. And finally, renewals of existing leases where the tenant was provided the disclosure at lease signing and the landlord has no new information. So normally this would be where we would take it to the legal hotline. Okay. But instead of doing that today, we're going to play a game. And Uh, we're going to encourage all of you that are listening out there in podcast land to play along. Yes, please do. So Laura, Uh I'm going to list different types of situations and you're going to guess what disclosures are required. Are you ready? I didn't know there was going to be a test. I'm not I'm not sure about this. I mean, it's not a test. It's a, a, game, a game show. It's not a test. Okay, so then what fabulous prize am I going to get if I get them all right? Um, I, Some chocolate from the break room? Okay, I, I think I could... Or a high five? I, I think those are both quasi-acceptable. Okay, cool. We'll take that. Okay, the property is sold at auction. Lead-based paint, 
RPDA unless it's sold by court order. Ding, 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 ding. We have a winner there. But, Laura. Yes. What about land with no buildings? Okay, so let me think. Uh, Residential Property Disclosure Act and lead-based paint. Wait, I'm supposed to guess what I'm supposed to disclose, not what you're not. So it would just be the CIC. Judges? Judges have ruled that's acceptable. You caught yourself. You do not have to provide the RPDA or lead-based paint for land. What about a foreclosure? Nothing. Right again. And finally, what if the property is sold by court order? It depends! The magic word or words of the day. That's correct. Got to work it in. So if the property was built prior to 1978, then you have to provide the lead-based paint statement. And then if the court orders you to include the Condor POA packet, you'd have to include those two. Well done. Up top. I don't know if you can hear, that was an actually successful (laughs) high five we just completed there. So how can you guys limit your risk? Well, first, you need to know what situations require your clients to disclose. When in doubt, check with your broker or your friendly favorite attorneys on the legal hotline. Or your not favorite attorneys on the legal hotline. We're all. But just don't tell us which one's favorite or not. They all love all of us equally. We're all their favorites. That's right. I'm sure that's accurate. Okay. I'm going to go with it. <laughs> right. Uh, it depends, right? No. <laughs> not in this case. This is one of the few not, not it depends. This, this is an exception to the exception. Yes. Uh, inception exception. Yes. That was a callback. Don't provide a disclosure just because you're not sure. Doing so may create ambiguity in the contract and let the buyer think they have a right to terminate when they don't really have one. Caveat Realtor is a weekly podcast with episodes released every Tuesday. Our podcast is available for streaming through iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Subscribe to our podcast to get automatic updates when we have new episodes and rate us. Remember, members of Virginia Realtors have access to our legal hotline where we can provide you with legal information. You can access the legal hotline on Virginia Realtors website under the legal tab on the four members section. Make sure you're logged in to see this page. Although the members of this podcast are attorneys, legal information in this program is not a substitute for personalized legal advice from an attorney licensed to practice in your jurisdiction. The information provided by Virginia Realtors is general reference work as a public service and does not constitute solicitation or provision of legal advice. We provide this general legal information on an as-is basis. We make no warranties and disclaim liability for damages resulting from its use. Legal advice must be tailored to the specific circumstances of each case, and laws are constantly changing. The information provided in this program should not be used as a substitute for the advice of competent counsel. And it does not depend. It does not depend, no. This has been a production of Virginia Realtors, copyright 2020. This podcast features the song Please Listen Carefully by Jazar, available under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike license.